1: Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com.
2: This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio—it's—it's it's painful.
1: All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour podcast. If it's Wednesday, Wednesday night. That means it's Spotify Green Room night. We are on the Spotify Green Room every Wednesday night during the Saints football season. Hopefully, we get one or two more weeks of this, Andrew. Uh, you should download the Spotify Green Room app and join us when we talk Saints live. We're probably going to sign a contract with Spotify do it regularly in the off season. So, download the Spotify Green Room app. You can join us. We're talking Saints. We'll talk whatever uh, free agency, craft, all of it. You can interact with us. It's great fun. You should do it. Uh, Andrew, tell the people you are in Charlottesville. You have like a foot of snow. You don't have power. Literally, people are dying on the interstate because they forgot to salt the roads. It's a it's a it's a calamity, right, in Charlottesville right now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, fortunately, I have a generator, so um, my internet keeps cutting in and out. Right now, it's in, so I, I can I can do this <laughs> show thanks to the generator. Um, but uh, yeah, foot of snow. And uh, it's supposed to snow again uh, tomorrow night, they're saying. So uh, we've already got a foot. Uh, school was canceled because school has no power. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of power missing here. And the That's kids right. have been home all week. And they're probably not going to go to school all week. So maybe we'll try again next yes. week. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's like the apocalypse over yeah. here.
1: That's right. And if you're, if you're uh, listening to this podcast, this is, this is one of the free shows this week. And you're not a patron. You should become a patron. Because, by the way, we delivered daily shows every day this week. And Andrew just explained he didn't have power. He was snowed in. I got a wife with uh, Omicron or whatever the hell. And we're still... Omicron. Omicron. We're still delivering Saints content every single day to the patrons in the Saints season finale week. Andrew, I love this week because... The Saints in the last – in this, this century, they've only had – like this is only the third time since 2000 where they've gone into the last week and they need to win and they need to get some help uh, to get in the play – you know either win and get in or win and get some help. In 2002, they had to beat Carolina. They lost 10-6. to 6. That was one of the most horrific regular season losses I've ever witnessed as a Saints fan in person. It was just horrible. Aaron Brooks' shoulder was shot. And they lost to Rodney Pete in the Carolina Panthers. It was horrible. Uh, in 2004, they needed to be – everybody thought going into that game, the Saints were playing Carolina. Unless weird stuff happened, it's like the winner of Saints Carolina is going to get in and go to Green Bay. And the Saints held up their end of the bargain, but weird stuff happened and the Saints ended up not making it. Um, but this is really the first I, time. I remember,
0: I remember on that, after that game, Jim Hazlitt was quoted as saying, it's too bad we didn't make it because I would have handed off the football to Deuce McAllister on every play, and he would have, we would have run for 200 yards on that Packer defense, and we would have beaten them. Uh, probably, I remember him saying that.
1: He's probably right. I wrote a column for WWL this week, and part of me, I'm really mad because Herm Edwards didn't try to get Doug Bryant closer to kick the field goal and beat the Rams. Part of me is mad at Herm Edwards, but part of me is like maybe I should thank him because if the Saints get in the playoffs, they probably would have beat that sad ass Green Bay defense. And then Jim Haslett probably doesn't get fired after 2005 because they're like the dude he just won a playoff game two years ago. We can't fire him after the Katrina season. So like maybe I need to instead of being mad at Herm Edwards all these years, maybe I should maybe I should thank him.
0: Yeah, all is forgiven. I mean, you basically. He's the reason Sean Payton came to New Orleans. That's right. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: But no, it's weird, man. If I look back at just those scenarios, I feel like at least in my lifetime, and this isn't based on fact or any any sort of – this is purely anecdotal just based on my my disjointed memory. I feel like when the Saints have been in these scenarios – it always doesn't work out for them. I feel like I, <laughs> when they have needed the like X, Y, and Z to happen, or just just X for them to make the playoffs, it usually doesn't. Like I, I just feel like they've always gotten the wrong the only wrong time end of the it's deal.
1: worked out is 1990. They needed the and Cowboys. And someone did them a favor? They, they needed. They needed the Falcons to beat the Cowboys on the final day of the season. Uh, Babe Laufenberg had to play for an injured Aikman. And this, the Atlanta sacked him like six times, and, the, oh, and they won. Yeah. And then the Saints played That was Monday the year night. we played
0: the Eagles, right?
1: No, and the Saints played. In the playoffs? No, they played the Rams Monday night. Morton Anderson makes a field goal. They win. They go 8-8. Eight and eight. They go to Chicago. Oh, that was a Chicago year with Steve yeah. Walsh. I so bet. they've had that one. They've lost to the Rams on the season finale in 1983 when they were trying to have their first winning season. Uh, the Rams converted a fourth and twenty-fourth f- 20, and twenty-five, uh, and got into field goal range. The Rams didn't score uh, an offensive point until that field goal, and they won that game. Uh, and then they had, of course, the, the the scenarios we just talked about. So there hadn't been that many, but Andrew, the reason why. Yeah, no, but so- it just makes me feel it makes me feel uneasy because it's not no, as
0: I- simple as winning. You're in. Oh, you know, like to me, to me, to me, it almost takes away from my level of excitement for the Saints game because it's all meaningless unless the Rams win. Now what? I think the Rams are going to win. I think they're going to beat San Francisco.
1: Yeah. I, San Francisco kind I, of look, old.
0: look, they're at home. They need to win to win their division. They're they're too, favored. See? Yeah, I mean, they for they all the reasons are there for the Rams to play their best and win this game. So I I don't know if they will, but I think they will. But it just it just makes it uneasy because like it's, it's like I had this unease like what if the Saints play a great game and, and we're pumped and because I've had that feeling before. I remember that year that you were talking about after they were supposed to go to Green Bay and it didn't work out for them. I'm like I'm thinking in my head what if they play a great game and it, and it's not enough because the 49ers win and they don't go. Wow. Like That would be such an empty feeling or what if the Rams win but the Saints lose. And so like it was there. It was there and they <laughs> blew worse. it like that. That's, that would be a terrible worse. feeling. That's, so that, it's like that's it, agony because. That, yeah, it's agony, but it's just like
2: we're set up. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events.
4: So I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate.
0: For this weekend, like more than one variable, like more than just rooting for the Saints to win. It, I just, it's, I hate it. it it's really uneasy. Like I have this well, pit in my stomach.
1: I'm on the flip side of you. I love it because one, it's really it's really two Saints games because whether you like it or not, the you have to care about the Rams winning as much as you care about the Saints beating Atlanta. Like they're like you said, they're of equal importance. You care about both equally, so it's really like the Saints are playing twice at the same time, which is awesome. But the reason why I'm so excited, Andrew, this is the first time the Saints have have had a win, and need help to get in on the season finale in the social media age. We've had it before, but it's never been where we're all going to experience it together on Twitter or whatever social media, Facebook, whatever social media platform you prefer. And I just cannot wait for that. It is going. To, it, it could be agony, it could be awful, but it could also be amazing. It could be one of the... Funnest regular season games and moments in Saints history. I think it's. I'm just. I'm yeah, well, it. I'm, it, I'm I have hoping, no idea how, how it's going to so. go. I have no idea I'm, how it's going to go because I.
0: I'm Saints in the discussion go. right now. I'm, I'm eyeballing the discussion and just a quick shout out, Ken, Kenny Wade. Always great with the the gifs, the gifs. So thanks for that.
2: Uh, CK, CK,
0: you were stuck in that 95. Man, I hope you. Uh, I hope you didn't get stuck for 24 hours like some people. Uh, but he's right. He, he said, "Watch the Saints uh, get screwed by the Rams again." I, I think that's <laughs> that's that's definitely uh, the
1: only solace I would. There's take a good in shot that. of that. The only solace I will take in that is if the Rams screw the Saints, they screw themselves because they're not winning three road playoffs.
0: Yeah, that's so, right. So at least we can. Yeah, misery loves company. So, so yeah, can, I'm with you can, there.
1: We can watch them go to. The, I mean, the Rams aren't if they lose and Arizona beats Seattle. Rams go from the two seed to the five seed. There's no way on God's green earth Matthew Stafford is winning three road playoff games. So right, that, yeah, but but let's they talk about
0: they would be nuked. But jo- Joey says the 49ers are loaded with the Rona. Uh, so I, I I haven't been able to check Twitter because my my phone. Here's the crazy thing: texts work and phone calls work, but when my internet's out, like the data. Right now, be I guess because of the snow or whatever, like I can't use apps on my phone, so I haven't really been checking Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on with the Niners in Rona.
1: I mean, they, they the, the the thing with the Niners, they've been playing Josh Norman at corner regularly in their secondary during Oof. that Josh Norman. Okay,
0: Sean Sean Payton would have been really excited about that seven years ago. Yeah.
1: So I mean, like their secondary, their secondary is horrible. I mean, they played Tennessee. And Tennessee, not not Julio Jones, who's the other receiver that they have that's really good? A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. Tennessee was basically like, okay, we're just going to throw it to Brown every single play. And San Francisco couldn't stop it on third down after third down after third down. And here's the thing, Cooper Cup is – He needs 13 catches to break Michael Thomas' reception record, and he needs like 170 yards, I think, to to break Calvin Johnson's yards record. He's totally going to break that. He's going to burn that secondary to to the ground. Now, I don't know if the Rams' defense can hold up. I don't know how Trey Lance is going to play, but I'm pretty confident the Rams are going to move the ball up and down the field on San Francisco.
2: Um, Yeah, I hope so.
1: So, but...
0: I am gonna feel icky. I'm gonna feel icky rooting for the Rams, I gotta be honest.
1: I mean to feel will, like a little icky. I will I will a little bit, but like I'm just when you get to the when you get to the final week of the year, man, you need we, whatever you need to have happen. I've rooted for I've rooted for Atlanta. I, yeah,
0: I was gonna say I've rooted for Atlanta before, so yeah, yeah.
1: So I've rooted for you gotta, Atlanta. you do what
0: you gotta do. When it when, when it comes to the Saints making the playoffs, you gotta do what you gotta do.
1: Yeah. Back to Saints Atlanta. Saints are a four and a half point favorite. Uh, Atlanta's pr- I cannot see that Kyle Pitts didn't practice today. I cannot see him playing with a hamstring issue. like why would it I mean I guess in theory there's like there's not that much of long-term damage but if you're Atlanta, like why would you play Kyle Pitts if he doesn't practice Thursday or fr- like why would you play him against the Saints?
0: Yeah, I just. Oh, I mean, I think you know they they want to win. They want to win this game, not not enough to get injured or you know or whatever, but like they're professionals and you know as much as I like to make fun of Atlanta, like Matt Ryan is gonna rally the troops and he's gonna tell No, I mean, why, them, but why would he
1: hits? Is all I'm saying in the game. No, I don't think you do
0: unless he unless he can go unless he's you know the hamstring recovers yeah. or whatever. But he he left that game. He didn't return. He mm-hmm. missed practice today. So yeah, he's got basically two days to show that he can go. And, yeah, I, I I don't think he'll play. I think signs are pointing right now to him not playing. But we got to talk about Ramchick here. My God, man, he practiced today. He, he did. I almost fell out of my chair when I saw that.
1: Yeah. Like, he's been gone for seven weeks, and he practiced today. Limited. I don't know. Like, I wish somebody would describe – like, limited, what does that – like, what does it mean? Like, does it mean – does it mean he dressed? Does it mean he stretched? Like, what is... Yeah, no, I mean,
0: usually limited means they did practice. It just means they took snaps off. So, limited would mean typically that they didn't take every snap. Gotcha. But limited normally means, it. you know... I mean, just stretching off to the side and then going in the locker room typically is not... Like, they yeah. they wouldn't even let you do that if you were, too, you know, 200 to play. So... Uh, that can technically count as limited, but typically speaking, they will hold you out of certain drills that they know maybe physically you can't do, but you're practicing with the team. you know. So, I mean, it, it does have some variance, but it's a good sign that he's going to play. And, and really, especially when you're talking about knee injuries, it's all about how it responds to the day of practice. So if you see him go limited today, which happened, and then you see a DNP tomorrow, almost certainly means swelling. His knee didn't respond well to the work that he put in. He's probably not going to play. So if he gets a DNP tomorrow, I would say you can almost count on him not playing. But if he gets another limited tomorrow, then that's pretty promising because that means his knee responded well to the work.
1: Yeah, and listen, even one of the tackles would be tremendous. And and, and, and me and Andrew – as people that listen to the podcast know, we, we do the podcast daily, but we also talk on the phone with the, the daily podcast was an extension of Andrew saying, why don't we just tape our phone calls that we do every day during the year and get, see if people will pay for them?" And I said, that's ridiculous. But it worked out and people do pay for it and they support the show. But one of my phone calls this week was to you, Andrew, and you look, you looked it up as I was talking to you, because I remember that first at Falcon game, You were so frustrated by it because you were like, Ralph, if they just hadn't shot themselves in the goddamn foot over and over again in the first half and fell behind so much, they would have run for 200 yards. And my first question to you is, Andrew, that was so long ago. Who were the tackles? And you were like, the tackles were Ramcheck and Armstead. And I was like, ugh, that doesn't give me hope for this week. But if you get Ramcheck, suddenly – Even if you don't get both of them, if you get one of them, that really gives me hope that this offensive line can come together and you couldn't – I don't think they – I think they would struggle to run the ball against a good defense, but Atlanta's defense, it ain't good. It's terrible. It's Jets quality bad. Uh, So – this could be a thing where that the saints run game, you put in, a, you put in Ram and he, and he's pretty close to, you know, you get 80% of him. I feel really good of the saints potentially being able to run the ball against Atlanta and if they can run the ball against Atlanta. They'll win.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a little concerned about McCoy. It doesn't look like he or Marcus Williams returned from the COVID list today. Um, and it's been a little bit of a while. So, If they were asymptomatic, they would have been back by now. So that tells me they're still experiencing symptoms, and the Saints are waiting for them to basically feel like they clear medically and that they're not feeling the symptoms anymore so that they can practice. So you know, Thursday is is a new day, but it's starting to get a little bit close to the game. So I'm a little bit concerned now about McCoy, um, and hopefully they can come. Um, And, Troy, to your point, like you said, they returned Saturday from the COVID list. I guess that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, they didn't they didn't play in the game. But mm-hmm. if they return, I guess they did practice today. Is that what that means?
1: Yeah, I don't – like, I was confused because that's we got all like, excited. I, I, I was I, like, I, McCoy, oh, I think my God. Troy just, to...
0: I think Troy just dunked on me. I think that's correct. I think they both returned from the COVID list. They didn't play in the game because they were still suffering symptoms. But because the Saints took them off the list, they didn't have to put them back on. I think that's right. Okay. They must have practiced today.
1: Yeah. So so they're they're good. I mean, and listen, Atlanta I mean, you can really argue, Andrew, the last team that really lit up the Saints defense was Atlanta. Like Matt Ryan took it to them in that game. Like he was on it was firing. one of his best games of the year, honestly. You know? I mean I, I know they they lost to Buffalo, they lost to Dallas and 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 Philadelphia and that sort of thing. But that that was a game where you were like what is happening with this defense? So Atlanta they have issues, they 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 might not have picks, they they won't have Calvin Ridley um but they still can do stuff with the ball, move move it um so the Saints defense they need to play they didn't have a pass rush against Atlanta in the dome which was weird. They they got a this pass rush has got to stay cranked up because Matt Ryan is more than capable of shredding it, shredding them because we saw it. Um, but are you, how concerned are you about the Atlanta offense moving doing what they did to the saints the first time?
0: Well, there should be no surprises. No, no pits. I and mean, we, we've just talked about that. That's huge. But I almost feel like Patterson and what Atlanta does with Patterson completely caught the Saints off guard, mm-hmm. and there should be no surprises now. Like yeah. they, they go by him. So if you don't key on him, if you don't do everything in your power to slow him down, then especially when you're as good as the Saints are defensively, um, then I would be incredibly disappointed. I, I think the whole fo- – like it's like Sean Payton always says, you can't let their best player beat you. You yeah. got to force them to beat you with someone else.
1: Yeah. So, Antonio, he wants to talk. Antonio, how are you feeling about. Oh, uh, hello, Antonio. I can hear myself. So, take yourself off speaker. Uh, Take yourself off speaker, and then you'll be good. But, Antonio, how are you feeling about the Saints Falcons and Rams 49ers? Because they're both equally as important. How do you feel about both?
2: Antonio.
1: Antonio, I'm trying to take myself off speaker. Hey, are you there, Antonio? All right, He's, his audio is a little bit of of a mess, and Antonio, just get it figured out. Mute, uh, get yourself off speaker, and then we'll bring you back. But if anybody else wants to talk, I see Matt in the room, Joey, the normal people, Kelsey, who who by the way, she's been a patron for a long time. She won when we did the shy Tuttle socks a long time ago. Remember that, Andrew? We gave we gave away. Yeah, of course. Us. How could I forget?
0: I've been wanting to do an in-person show ever since then, and obviously COVID, COVID oh, yeah. had other plans. I mean, the, but, the,
1: the in-person show is really—I wouldn't say it's like the—the the, it might be the peak of the podcast. Like it was just tremendous. We had like a hundred people. It was just tremendous fun uh, for every The next time, twenty twenty
0: twenty twenty-two is the year, man.
1: The next time we do a live show, we're gonna have to do a GoFundMe and get um. And get, a, get get Thomas flown in from Poland. So, Matt, he's joining us. Matt, how are you feeling about Saints, Falcons, and Rams 49ers? Because they're both equally as important.
5: I feel uh, pretty good about it. I think, you know, I am hoping the Rams, you know, they do try hard and realize, you know, they don't have the division yet. They can get the two seed, I mean. I don't know how they feel about you know playing us again. Maybe they might go, you know what? Let's end their season again, or maybe they'll go, nah, let's just sit stars and really screw them over. But no uh,
1: way, no way.
5: But uh, my my thought is just win on Sunday and see what happens.
1: I mean, you get a you get an extra game, and and at this point, like you're all in. I mean, the, I I just look at this defense, Andrew, and I know the offense is limited. But the pass rush the Saints have, if you have a pass rush like that, you can make a playoff game interesting. It's that, Their pass rush is that good right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously Davenport didn't practice today. So that that's the only thing that gets, makes me nervous with the ankle. Uh, and that's a new injury, by the way. He's had knee, he's had arm issues all year. But the ankle's a new one. And I, I think I know the play, actually. I saw him roll it. But he uh but he did but he didn't uh he didn't leave the game, so he finished the game. So how serious could it be, right? I, I think he's okay. But Hopefully. he didn't practice today, so that's that's concerning. That, that would affect the pass rush big time.
1: Matt, do you do, do you have a feeling that both of the games, Saints Falcons and Rams, 49ers, do you have a feeling that like both of them are gonna go down to the wire and it's gonna be like insane where we're like flipping back and forth, they're tied in the fourth quarter? Or do you feel like one of them is going to be kind of wrapped up and it's either like the Rams are going to kick the 49ers ass and it, it's going to be the Saints fighting for their fighting their guts out, or the Saints game is going to be kind of settled going into the fourth quarter and our entire attention is going to be on Rams 49ers. Uh, how do you feel both games will go? I feel like for the
5: rams Niners game, it will depend on – if Jimmy Garoppolo does start a quarterback, because there were talks about him, about coming back and having him uh, start the Week 18 game. With a uh, messed up thumb and all, though, I don't think he should come back. I think he should uh, t- not not play at all. He yeah, a thumb, That kind of thumb injury is the same one. Drew Brees suffered the same thing. Uh, Russell Wilson suffered, except, you know, middle finger for Russell Wilson. So you know they should go with Trey Lance just in case, mm-hmm. but it's it's just going to be interesting because how how you know if Trey Lance does play or Garoppolo does play, how how will the Rams you know handle it? And you know uh, they the Niners did just lose one of their key starters to uh, COVID. Who did so, they lose? Who was it? Uh, Jimmy Ward, their safety.
1: Ooh. Yeah, that's so, significant. I think, it, I,
5: think it's, I think it's either going to go the rams all the way or they're just going to be or, the, or they're going to lose i don't think there's any in between when it comes oh to he's that. picking the
1: ralph special andrew they either win yeah. they either win the rams either win by a billion or they lose on lose at the gun yeah that's, a, that's a ralph special just, right there the, the, that's a atlanta, very Ralph-y by the way, prediction atlanta is the ralph special team like they've atlanta has won 7 games by a touchdown or less and lost 7 games by at least 14 points. So the Atlanta Falcons in 2021, they are the living embodiment of the Ralph Special game.
0: Yeah, that's that's incredible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, it also very much reminds
5: me of the two, 2004 season where we were just hoping that the Rams will lose to Jets, and that didn't happen. The Jets, you know, jetted up, and it was. And we end up missing the playoffs with an eight
1: and record. And and Minnesota. We need with the Saints in two thousand and four, they needed Minnesota to lose to Washington, or they needed um, the Rams to lose to, to the uh, Jets. Jets. And I wanna say Washington was a I don't know if Washington was a playoff team then or what or that year or whatever, but uh Anyway, it just it did like you said it just it didn't it didn't fall right and it was like it was frustrating. I mean, the thing is with the, with these games, Andrew, I have no idea. Like you could tell me any scenario and I'd be like, man, that kind of makes sense. Um, you know, uh, it's just it's well, just Well,
0: those- I I think if you're looking for reasons to be optimistic about this one, and you know. Last time these two teams played, it it was just a different deal, right? Uh, And Mm -hmm. so I don't think you can take too much from – the Saints are a very different team. The Falcons are dead last in the league with 17 sacks. 17. They are dead last. The next best team, Ralph, has 26. I mean just think about the discrepancy there. They have nine less sacks. Than the thirty-first place team, huh. and so you know Dante Fowler, remember him? Yeah. He's their leading sack guy with four and a half. Wow. And after that, their next best guy has two.
1: <laughs> that's
0: that's bananas. So their their pass rush is the worst by an appreciable distance. Yeah. Um, you know run defense you know that, that's the other kind of stat I look at just because you know obviously the Saints are still number one in the NFL 3.7 yards per carry but uh, Atlanta's kind of middle of the pack they're like 17th in the league uh, they give up 4.3 per carry so you know defensively like we're talking about the trenches here I just think and especially when the Saints have the football that's really their biggest weakness mm-hmm. right now like, we'll see if Ramchek. we'll see if McCoy comes back. We'll see if Armstead plays. But if the Saints can get a little bit of juice offensively from their offensive line, this defensive – I know they still have Grady Jarrett, but, like, this defensive line is absolute garbage. <laughs> it's terrible.
1: Yeah. they Basically, they have Dean Pease for a defensive coordinator, and he is uh, – he's not from the Greg Williams tree – but he is of the Greg Williams, the philosophy, Greg Williams of philosophy of defense. Of of just massively caught. You put, you put yourself, yourself, w- on, w- yourself w-
3: on speaker. yourself on speaker. And uh, give me your thoughts on the game. Hey guys, I'm sorry. Um I'm in my car again. Um so can you guys hear me? Yep, go ahead. Yeah, just yep. make sure yeah, you mute yourself, you yourself anytime anytime we're talking. talking. Yeah, I will, I will. Um I just feel like, you know, the Saints should know that this is a must-win game for them. Um, And I feel like the Saints are going to – they're going to play, you know, very hard. And if we jump on Atlanta early – you know, it might put them away. And as far as the 49ers and the Rams are concerned, both of those teams have a ton to play for. So I could see that, you know, going to the end. I, I could see that going down to the gun. But as far as Saints and Saints and um, Atlanta's concerned, I think today Atlanta gave Cam Jordan actually some bulletin board material. They said that uh, we figured out how to stop Cam Jordan, I heard. So <laughs> I hope he uses that as fuel and, uh, and goes and gets Matt Ryan. Oh, so. my God. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Right. I love that.
0: Um, I also saw this was Fletcher Mackle on Twitter. He tweeted this, and and he it was basically piggybacking off what someone else suggested, which is there's going to be so many fans at this game that Saints fans that maybe they should do the At chant. Like someone should run down <laughs> the sideline and do that. And I'm like thinking to myself, and and I don't know if you guys knew this, but somehow it was botched. It was botched. While they was forgot there. to do it. They, they forgot to, to do, do it. I, and I remember being there with my son and we were both just like, when are we going to do the hood chant?" champ? And then they just kicked off. And and mm-hmm. I, I thought it was on purpose. I figured like, oh, well, they've lost so many times in a row. They don't Clearly it's not working. Sean like, Payton's
1: like, you, you can't do the hood chant champ until you win.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it was like a tradition that they just decided like, yeah, we're not doing this anymore. But yeah, I, I was stunned to see that not happen. But it would be hilarious to make up for it by doing it in Atlanta.
1: I mean, they're there's a chance, I mean, listen, in the old days, because you look at like, especially from like 87 to 90, Atlanta was god-awful, and that was back when they played in Fulton County, and the Saints would bring 15, 20, 25,000 I mean, I remember in 1987, the Saints, that was the first year they had a winning season. And they were, even, they were like 500 then. That was like the beginning of the winning streak where they eventually had the first winning season. They had like, at the end of the game, because they beat the Falcons, I think like 42 to nothing or something in 87. At the end of the game, the, the stadium was a third full and it was all Saints fans just dancing and that. And I mean, if you're a Falcon fan, like – they don't. I mean, like, why would you go to this game? Like, you know, you're not in it. I mean, maybe you wanna you wanna see them beat the Saints. The Saints beat Atlanta 38 to nothing in 1987. So mm. that's a good chant. Like, that would be doing the Hootie chant in the Falcon Stadium. Andrew, would that be as disrespectful as stomping on the logo at midfield? Like, if this yes, Saints?
0: Yes, worse. It would. It would honestly be worse. <laughs> It would be incredible.
1: It would be. I feel like it would be
0: on par with Jimmy Graham bending their goalpost.
1: I think think it would be. By the way, we uh, have the best producer in the world, Thomas, and I tasked him with a uh, special project this week. He is making a Saints-Falcons hype video complete with voiceover, uh, movie trailer, music, Hype just it, – it's going to – I'm hoping it's going to be incredible. Uh, he's going to probably have it done tomorrow. Uh, I cannot wait for that. Um,
0: All right, uh, Troy, Troy, your, your uh, comment here in the discussion just inspired me. All right, Joey, try this on for size. I'm going to give you a scenario. You can take what's behind door number one, which is San Francisco beats the Rams so we don't make the playoffs, but the Saints win the game. 28 to three, or door number two. Which do you pick? pick.
3: I mean, it's tough, but you know, uh, give me door number two. I'd rather us make the playoffs and beat them 28 to three some other day.
1: What a thank, Joey. Thanks for the yeah. I hear
0: you. I mean, I really all want all to all make the playoffs too. I and here's the thing, like I want the opportunity. To play the Rams in l a yeah. what do you think, Ralph, do you think the Rams would look at it more as, Oh my God, we have to play this defense like do you think do you think that they would look at it as holy shit, this defense is coming to l a or do you think they would look at it as eh, all we got to do is score seventeen, and we got this
1: oh so they, they, they'll be, they'll be like we're gonna we're're we're, we're gonna clamp we're gonna clamp down on the saints and McVeigh is just going to beat it into Stafford's head, don't turn the ball over, uh, and they're going to feel great about it. The, the Rams, honestly, they play the Saints. They'll probably be like maybe a nine-point favorite in that playoff game.
0: Because the, the refs game. would owe us. The refs would owe us some awful calls in that game.
1: <laughs> I love. Here's the thing. I just don't believe in Matthew Stafford as a championship winning quarterback. And give me the chance for the Saints defense to put him in a blender. Like, Lattimore, we know he gets motivated against great players. Take away Cooper Cup. Uh, Yeah, Odell Beckham, he's been – he he can be good at times. But I think the Saints have the corners that can deal with him now. Oh, And oh, by the way, Andrew – if Odell Beckham on Sunday, if he if he catches like six passes for 110 and two touchdowns and is a big reason why the Rams win, does he go in the Saints Ring of Honor? <laughs> I would be glad I would be
0: happy that he ended up on the Rams instead of the Saints if that happened, <laughs> honestly. That, that, uh, that's, that's the only answer I'll give you. But yeah, I mean the opportunity that would present itself to play the Rams and have a shot at going into their stadium and upsetting them. Because here's the other thing, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he's, he's the ultimate asshole and he's supremely confident, but you know, somewhere deep in the back of his head was a place that he doesn't want to let out and he doesn't want to admit it. He's thinking, yeah, I really don't want to play that defense again. Yeah. I think I, I think there would be some relief I for think Aaron Rodgers to, to watch the Saints lose because that, because here's the thing, here's the path. If the Saints beat the Rams, they're going to Green Bay. Like, we already know the playoff path for them. Like, they right. can't go anywhere but Los Angeles if they make the playoffs, and they can't go anywhere but Green Bay if they win that Los Angeles game. So, like, there is no home game. Like, the, 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 dome, the Saints will not play in the Dome no matter what. That, that's done this year. Uh, and we already know that it's going to be Rams and then Green Bay, and then if they were to win in Green Bay – then we don't know the scenario after that for the NFC Championship. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Uh, we got to make the playoffs first, but anyway.
1: It's it's way ahead of it, but I'm telling you, you give me this Saints defense, and by some act of God, you get me both of the tackles back, and you give me negative 10-degree weather, the Saints can go to Green Bay and win, because I'm telling you this right now. I don't think the Saints can do it because they're too beat up and all that. You can hit Green Bay in the mouth. The Saints did it week one. Cleveland did it on Christmas, ran for 200 yards. I still do not understand why the hell the, Green, the the Browns were letting Baker Mayfield throw at the end of that game instead of just handing off to Nick Chubb. You can shove that Green Bay defense around. Uh, It's hard to do because they get ahead and that sort of thing. But we'll see. I mean, I just like. I think the Rams are be- I think the Rams are beatable. No one will think the Saints can do it, and and the Bill Simmons of the world and the Mina kinds and everybody they'll make the jokes about Taysom and they won't believe in the Saints. But I and I don't necessarily know if I believe in Taysom, but I believe in this defense. I a hundred like this defense wrecks people. And the thing is, they went to Tampa and wrecked a good Tampa offensive line that. The reason why Tom Brady is so good at 45 is because you can't get to him. The Saints got to him, turned him into a basket case. So, like, it isn't just like the Saints have, as this defense has gotten great at the end of the year, Andrew, it isn't just like they've destroyed bad teams. I mean, even even Dallas, to a certain extent, and Buffalo – Like, they were keeping them in check. I mean, Buffalo eventually, like, they just, it was, they were so inept. Like, Buffalo finally pulled ahead. But, like, this defense has proven, like, just because you're a good offense, it doesn't mean that they can't, they can't slow you down and hold you to under 20. So, isn't it
0: hilarious how we've talked or, like, you you just hear us talk. Like, I'm just picturing myself being an NFL fan of another team and listening to this podcast. Being like, come on. And thinking, like, these guys, like, we're talking about an eight and eight team here, yeah. and they're talking about the Saints like they can beat the Rams and beat the Packers. Get out of here! Like, yeah, these guys—they're not even going to make the playoffs. They don't know what they're talking about. The the this is a thing garbage. I feel like, like we are, I, I gotta say, for an eight and eight, eight, eight team, we are shockingly confident. And yeah. I say that as a guy who, like, I've seen eight and eight Saints teams before, and I'm like, they're not winning anything. They're garbage. Right, right, right.
1: I mean, I, I just – the the way the defense is playing gives and me – That's confidence. the thing. Elite, elite defense travels, man. Yeah. You know, it does. And, here's and look thing. at their
2: road record.
1: When was the last time, like, a team went to the Super Bowl and it was like, what in the fuck is that team doing in the Super Bowl? The Giants did it twice, 2007, 2011. Um, but I'm trying to think of another – Team, like when so the guys, Ravens with Flacco? Weren't, didn't they win multiple had, road games that year? Yeah, they were, but they were like 11, 12 win team, I think.
0: Yeah, like, the deer—that was the deer antler spray year with yeah. Ray Lewis, right?
1: But we haven't had like a—we haven't had like a nine or a 10 win team go to the Super well, Bowl. Well, I mean, know. this
0: is a long time ago, but in '85, the or I think it was '85, the year the Patriots made the Super Bowl against the Bears. Yeah. That was definitely a what the hell is this team doing in the Super Bowl. I think yeah. Steve Grogan was their quarterback.
1: That's right. They did like it was two just quarterback platoon. Like, when yeah. I, I didn't I didn't hear it. They talked about it, but I didn't hear it the last time. Uh the Saints if they make the playoffs, they will have started three quarterbacks at least four games. And I think the person either they either said the last time a team did that or they said no team has ever done that. Like that is another bonkers thing. Like it's one thing if you play two quarterbacks. To play three quarterbacks in a season, multiple starts, like you should be a dumpster fire and pick them in the top five. The like Saints fact, played
0: four, just so you know.
1: Who am, I, who am I forgetting about? Ian Book. Oh my God, but he didn't. Yeah, but he didn't. He Ian Book didn't start. He didn't start at least four games though. No. Um. Yeah. So as we as we wrap up this, and, and, and guys, thanks for joining us. We have a great crowd tonight. If you wanna. There's still time if you want to talk to us about the game. Just ask, speak, and we'll. Uh, and uh, CK, were mentioned. Oh, by the way, they had sick. They have. They've had sixty different starters. Uh, that's true too. Most um, ever, right? That, that's right, most ever. And the the best record for any team with this many starters is like, was like five wins. So just uh, to know. So I I asked you this on. The uh, patrons only grades podcast, but I want you to answer it again because I think it was a really interesting answer you gave. And it, it's because of this. What as you look at this saints offense, it like. What and I want you to answer it in the general sense. When we did it on the when we did it on the Patriots only, and Andrew was going through the grades of the, of the offense, and defense, which are amazing by the way. Andrew's grades. If you're not a patron, you should do it. It's he's great. He grades every Saints player, every play, every week. It's it's fantastic. Um, but I I want you to know, like, as I look at this offense, like. You know, we're so used to great offense, Andrew, with the Saints, with Drew Brees. And even last year, we're like, we're like, well, what's the ceiling with the Saints' offense? You're like, well, the ceiling with the Saints' offense, even with, you know, broken Drew Brees, where he could only throw the ball five yards. You're like, the ceiling with Drew Brees is he goes 30 to 33 for 320 and five, and the Saints' offense sets the scoreboard on fire. But the offense in 2021 is not that. So I'm always trying to figure out, like, with the personnel they have now and the quarterback, <clears throat> Going against Atlanta, what would you say would be at the end of Sunday if the Saints play fantastic? What is the best performance the Saints offense can give us Sunday that's realistic that you would say, Ralph? That's as good as it can get for this. this I feel 20-point?
0: like I feel like five scoring drives is a, as high as it could possibly get, and so let's say three of those are touchdowns that would feel like super high efficiency for how bad they've been and two field goals. And let's say they make them both. Um, So I I think 27 points is the absolute maximum. This offense could score. I mean, in a, in a ideal, everything comes together. You know, we don't have the Callaway drops, which kill drives. We don't have Mm -hmm. some dumb penalty. We don't have, Taysom Hill with a grounding throw. Um, You know, we get lucky with guys dropping interceptions and that sort of thing. But, yeah, I would say 27 is probably – and that would be cashing in three drives in the red zone and turning those into touchdowns, which I'm skeptical about. But, like, you know, the worst case is they only score two or three drives. And then we're talking about nine points, ten points, something like that.
1: What? In an ideal situation where they, like you said, where they score on four or five drives, what's the, ba- what's the, what's the yards and what's the balance look like for that? Is it, do you think it would, this offense, if it's running as good as it can if it's performing as good as it can Sunday, is it Taysom being just, he's just had, is it just Taysom, having an amazing day? Is it the run game kicking in? What, what do you think is if this offense can, is it, is that the best it can be? What do you think it'll be that makes it that way?
0: Um. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm responding to uh, Joey real quick. He said that he said 27 at first, but he changed it to 28. So he gave an extra point. I guess four touchdowns. Uh. He said we scored 25 on Atlanta last time with Simeon. Um. You know, I think the difference, unfortunately, with Simeon when they scored 25 is they were healthier. Um. You know, we'll see if Traquan plays, but if they're missing him and four fifths of the offensive line was out. I mean, I think McCoy will be back, but. I'm still pretty skeptical about the tackles. I'm very much wait and see with them. Um, But the offensive line is obviously much, much worse off right now. So, um, but yeah, Joshua said it run game. I think, I don't think there's actually a whole lot of balance here. I actually think how you get to 27 is if you run for 200 yards because Atlanta's defense just doesn't care about filling gaps and tackling because they're already bad at it and their season's over and they just don't want to deal with it. And so, Taysom runs for 80 yards, Kamara runs for a buck twenty, you know, Ingram runs for 40, you know, and they're and they're in the over, you know, and they're in the 220, 230 range in terms of rushing yards. And then passing, I mean, I'm making this up, but Taysom's something like 13 of 17 for 180 yards, you know, and, and I think that's that's probably the balance mm-hmm. that you're looking at to get to 27.
1: All right. Before we get out of here, Matt, he wants to join back in. Matt, what you got for us before we get out of here? Matt, you there? Matt's like, I don't want to talk to you guys. Matt's like, forget you guys. I gotta, I gotta grind. You, I gotta grind. You gotta,
0: tape. Un, you gotta unmute, buddy.
1: Matt's like, I gotta grind tape on a Central Michigan guard to, to <laughs> give, uh, to give, uh, to give Ruiz competition. Uh, Joshua, he, Joshua, what you got for us?
2: I was just gonna say, um, I think the key to this game is just Cam Jordan doing his usual. He didn't have his usual uh Cam Jordan game against the Falcons last time, but we need Cam Jordan to show up big, get a couple sacks, and we just need to get the No, be but did you them.
1: hear Atlanta knows how, knows how to stop him now? I think that I think it's a great point with it with
2: <laughs> That Anderson. is that's, yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Was, I, if that's the case, I see I see the well who said that? I think it was was it Bill Belichick or who made front of Trey Hendrickson? I think it was, no, no it was Not Bruce Arians. Arians. Bruce, Bruce Arians. Arians made fun of, yeah. That's he all said the he was the easiest guy to block. Yeah, yeah. That's all and, the motivation and the thing can is, is right
1: there. like Cam, Cam Jordan, that Atlanta has said that, he will, I mean, he's going to be motivated anyway. So I don't know that it's bulletin board material, but I can tell you what it definitely is. Let him get two or three sacks against Atlanta and he will let them know about it. In the post game, when it's all smiles, especially if the Saints make the playoffs, it will be fantastic because Cam, cause Cam yes. Jordan, he loves to entertain in the press com- the, a- after the Saints win. Andrew, he will let them know about it. They said they knew how to block me. I guess they didn't. I can't wait to see how he would spin that. It would be chef's kiss.
0: And he did have a sack, Cam did, in that game against the Falcons. Yeah. He did have one that's sack. underperforming
2: and, for Cam for the yeah, Falcons. So that's true. No,
0: that, that's a bad game. I agree.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Some someone in the chat just asked Davenport that was freaking out, freaking about football. Uh, he did play against the Falcons and he actually also had a sack in that game. Uh, Cam with one, Davenport with one. The Saints had two sacks in that game.
2: Yeah, yeah Matt Ryan just had a really like, Jesus. uh, was it? <laughs> elusive game against the saints and the, their he pass was rush was for some elusive. reason it was really weird it
1: was elusive he was on like
2: yeah it was just it was one i of think the games. exact opposite will happen this <laughs> game right. but yeah pat i think the the run game we stopped running the ball for some reason because i think at one point we had like i don't know like a six yard run ten yard run eight yard run and we just stopped running and i was just like what 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 happened why did we get away from that but i think having mark ingram back camara um cam does his job um i think that'll all kind of help you know ram giving it a go t stead might give it a go it's the last game they're putting on the line love those guys um but i think we should have a a successful game um against the falcons
0: yeah i'm looking at this box score and i must have I, i must have like men in black like erased this from my memory you know like held up the thing and said that this never happened because Kenny Still scored a touchdown in this game.
1: He scored the go-ahead touchdown. That would have been a great, one of the great comebacks in St. Louis. I, I
0: have I have erased this from my memory, and I guess I just refuse to believe it.
1: Yeah, the interesting thing that you meant you said earlier, Andrew, about how Atlanta, their run defense is bad, and are they going to be in the mood to tackle Camara and tackle Ingram over again and fill gaps? I really feel like, listen. Atlanta, their fans, of course, want to ruin the Saints' season. But I'm telling you, man, if the Saints get up 13 to three, or it's like, say it's like, say it's like 14 to six at halftime, or something, and the Saints come out in the third quarter and get a drive and get up like 21 to six, Atlanta is gonna give no shits about this. I mean,
0: honestly, it kind of felt like that when the Saints went up 12-10 on the Panthers. <laughs> like, did, didn't you just feel like when they it hit did. that field goal to make it 12 to 10 the panthers were just like
1: oh, whatever
0: uh, we don't have it in us to witness yeah. like whatever
1: I, I, I will be i mean nothing nothing could surprise me about uh sunday but i'll be i'll be stunned if the saints got a double digit lead and didn't close the game like i just feel like atlanta is just gonna they're gonna Atlanta's gonna roll atlanta is it there's a chance the Saints can make them roll over early, uh, but we'll see. So Atlanta um, had 25
0: carries for 34 yards oh my God. in that first game, and they still won. They,
1: they, they could, they were, they got up and they were like, all we have to do is burn some clock, and they were just handing it off, and it was just nothing happening. Like that's the reason the Saints got back in the game because Atlanta kept going, yeah, thre- that's right, kept going three and out. And they couldn't, they, like, all they needed to do was, like, get, like, a first down, a first down and punt, and it would have been fine. And they just, they could not do it. Um, final thought, Andrew, and then we get out of here because you weren't on the, we weren't on the big show, the live stream, Monday.
0: I'm I'm not sure at this point if I'm ever going to be on the big show again.
1: <laughs> we snowed in.
0: Shout out, to, shout out to Scott, by the way, for filling in. Yeah, um, he Scott always does is a great a, job. Scott is just the man.
1: best filling. And I, and I don't say that just because he's a friend of mine and he, and, he, and he agrees to do it. He really is because he listens to the show and he calls back things from four or five years ago, even during the, the show Monday, where you can tell like he's into it. And by the way, his show in Lafayette, you you can listen to it on demand and on the Internet. It's the great Scott show. It's it's a tremendous, tremendous uh, sports radio show. You should check it out. Um but Andrew, I want to get your thoughts. Do you think because I know you predict you uh you made the predictions on the Saints game. Do you think the Saints are gonna get this done again in the playoffs?
0: I do. I do. I think I, I actually well I, I picked the Falcons to win on the big show. I don't Ralph know if you guys talked about that. Yeah, I'm pulling her off. Um I think I picked the Falcons to win twenty three to twenty because I don't know. It's just kind of like, do you watch the show Dexter, or like, have you ever watched that before? I have. I, I just feel like if in the in a show like that where you're, the hero is Dexter, like the finale of a show like that can't end positively, right? Like if you're gonna, <laughs> right. or if you have a if you have a hero or something where he's like has a dark side or he's kind of a villain, like those shows like they don't typically end happily, right? And I just feel like this season with Katrina or sorry, sorry, with Ida and with COVID and like it's not going to end well. And so I'm just thinking to myself, like, what's the most hurtful thing? And I'm like, well, losing 23 to 20 to the Falcons and missing the playoffs like that sounds pretty awful. So I don't know. I just have it in my gut that like this season is destined to end horribly. No. But 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 maybe it's losing to the Rams in the playoffs. Look, I'll take it. Like you, I and here's the thing, like it's gonna end this team isn't winning the Super Bowl. It's gonna end at some point and I'm ready for the end when it comes, but I'm also gonna celebrate all the great moments. And the, that's the thing. Like you gotta remember the nine to nothing Win over Tom Brady. That's you right. got to remember the first win over Tom Brady with Trevor freaking Simeon. You got to remember the 38 to three opener in Jacksonville and sticking it to Aaron Rodgers. There, there's yeah. been so many great moments this season, um, and you know the, the big win over the Jets and getting Taysom back and Taysom fighting through that finger injury and finding a way and just I don't know, man. They're, they're, I love this season. I know it's yeah. weird to say that about eight and eight, but like I just feel like losing drew Brees, moving on new era this could have gone so much worse it's it should be not worse now. it should be it should be worse be especially when you consider the injuries covid the hurricane just all of it and i just feel like this team has faced so much adversity and here we are going to atlanta trying to get into the freaking playoffs still in contention uh to me that's amazing I hope it doesn't end here. I hope it keeps going so we get another week of talking about how we're going to find a way to beat the Rams and all that. But if it's over, like, it's okay. But, but right now, if you're asking me what do I think is going to happen, I feel pretty confident the Rams are going to beat the Niners. And so I think the Saints have a shot. They can win this game.
1: I think the, the ending, the most, the most 2021 Saints ending for this year, is Saints steamroll Atlanta, and we're watching the Rams 49ers. That comes down to the wire. The Saints get in, and we are pumped Sunday night because Taysom looks amazing. The offense gets it together, and we are pumped. And Monday morning, Ian Rappaport announces like seven Saints dudes are injured and out for the Rams. That would be the most 2021 Saints ending to the year.
0: Like, I kind of like this Ralphie take by Joshua. He said, uh, this season is destined to end with us either whipping the Falcons, but the 49ers beat the brakes off the Rams and we just don't make the playoffs, or we get in and go to the NFC Championship. <laughs> like, it's nothing in, between.
1: nothing in between. I like that. It's Ralphie. I think yeah. Taysom Hill starting an NFC Championship game – <laughs> would be people's heads would explode. Like the national media, they wouldn't know what to do. Like it would just be, it would just be amazing.
0: So that's like the further Taysom Hill goes, like I we're under no illusion that he's not the quarterback of the future and like his limitations and all that. I don't I don't think any of us are under any illusions there. But his like for his limitations, the further he gets I just feel the anger of the national media right. and of and of opposing fans, like,
1: stop winning. He's not a real quarterback. That's right.
0: Like, every game that the Saints advance becomes more hilarious for
1: me. Yes, and if, especially if they advance and he's like more case of me each time. Like they <laughs> they beat the Rams they beat the Rams and he's like eight of seventeen. And then yes. they go to Green Bay and he's like six of 12 like and he's they're winning and each time they win he's more taste me each time like it would just be it would just be so funny.
0: It's tremendous and Mina it comes i i went had a little back and forth with her on twitter today and she said uh that she broke out into an allergic reaction when talking about the saints as a playoff team because uh she she just hates the idea of the saints in the playoffs so much and i i wrote her back and i said uh, that's really disrespectful, and Taysom Hill is going to punish you by A, playing poorly, and B, winning games.
1: <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that's what it's got to be, baby. I'm all yeah, in.
1: I love it. So guys, thanks for joining us on Spotify. Thanks to everybody. Seriously, everybody. The, I'm not going to name everybody, but you know who you are, Chris, and Ryan, and CK, and, and Andrew's dad, and Kenny, and Lori. Uh, Lori hanging Joshua. out in the background always Joshua, she do, uh, Dr. You, Thomas you had
0: some uh, Dr. Thomas late edition.
1: Matt, all of you guys that, that, that are here almost every week, we appreciate you guys and please support the show if you don't, we do amazing things and, and in the same season, they're going to get to the playoffs hopefully, but even if they don't, we do amazing things in the offseason, we're here every day you should support the show, it's great guys, thanks for joining us and we will see you again tomorrow